I'm Tyler. I'm JT. I'm Craig. We're breaking down another horror movie on Scared Smithless. We have is beaten by a werewolf and lives, becomes a werewolf himself. Not time for one more story. I bid you welcome. Sometimes that is better. He came home. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I see dead people. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Oh boy. Yeah. I I hate these movies. I hate <laughs> I I absolutely do not like any of the conjuring. Which is why we love watching them with oh, you. Gosh. Continuing uh, our Happy Halloween theme this month in the haunted month of October. Yeah. I hate everything. I was gonna say enchanting, but enchanting is not, not the right word. There's nothing enchanting about that. <laughs> it was dark, it was creepy, it was wet, I felt moist. It was wet. I felt moist the entire time. Froze. I pissed on myself. <laughs> I told you to bring a diaper. I don't. If you missed last week's episode, check it out. This week's episode, The Conjuring 2. Dos. I don't wonder how you say that in Spanish. El Conjuring. What better way to follow up The Conjuring 1 than with The Conjuring 2? El Conjuro Dos. Two bats. Ah, ah. (laughs) Two. Two bats. Now this... This canonically takes place six years after the first one. Okay. So we're still in the 70s. Right. This came out in... 2013? 2016. 2016. The first one was 2013. Right. Was the first Conjuring film. This one brings back Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as... Patrick Wilson. And Lorraine Wilson? Yeah. No. And Lorraine... Warren. Warren. Thank you. Which, for her portraying Lorraine... They look similar, but not similar. I noticed that when they were showing actual pictures of the woman. Yeah. I I have a feeling John Tell is going to disagree with me throughout this episode. I just didn't like this one as much. I'm just being honest with you. I mean, it had some good scares. There's just too much to unpack for a horror movie. Yeah. And especially if you kind of read the history of the Enfield poltergeist, there's just a lot of... Yeah. is is the longest documented haunting in... Or was documented in history. See, I don't have time for that. I really don't. <laughs> How much time do you have for haunting? Zero minutes. Zero. <laughs> zero minutes and seconds. So yeah. you're so you're okay with thirty seconds? No, I see. And then who who's who's subjecting themselves like the the investor? Who's going to subject themselves to all that? I I don't think that much. Depends on how much money's in it. Oh gosh. And there's just something about it, kids being possessed. Anything like that just gives me the willies. Right. So I, what I understand from the first or from the actual case, it was involving um, from 77 to 79 in Enfield, England. So we're traveling across the pond this week. Cheerio. Terrible. And it was, uh, as you'll see in the movie, so there's, I just feel like the actual historical case, there was a lot of conflict of it being a lot of fraudulent claims. Evidence. Yeah. Right. Um, the one girl in particular, the kind of central figure in the haunting was, there was a lot to suggest that 
it was fake. Yeah. Am I wrong about that? It's sad because they said that they faked a lot of it to prove it was real, to get people there to prove it was real. Right. Yeah, it was just too much. Yeah, there was too much. If you actually read about the actual historical case, there was a whole lot of, you know, this girl, like the, the famous picture of her levitating off of her bed, and it was basically... I mean, basically proven with beyond shadow of a doubt that it was just her jumping on jumping off of the right, and they took a picture of her in midair. But again, this is the seventies; they don't have cameras in every room, or you know, posted at every room. So right. the fact that she did that in front of a camera. Okay, but but you can but when you look at how she's in the air, her knees are bent, so it looks like she came right. from a jumping position. Right. Yep. You know, instead of getting too much, in, I don't want to get too much into the historical facts of the case because that's you know that's not really what we're doing here this is more about the movie and i'm just i was bringing that up it was really hard for me to get too into the movie when i knew the historical facts of the case and i felt like they dramatized it quite a bit which i mean you would expect but if you read the historical facts of the case it leans more toward there being a lot of fake stuff going on than this movie makes it out bamboozling but even in the movie they had to try to they couldn't make the movie and get away from the fact that there were definitely some things that were pretty much proven false in the case and so then the act of trying to explain all that and it was like well that was fake but it actually was really just it became a jumbled mess to me and despite there being some pretty good scares i just didn't find this one as effective as the first one and you guys may disagree and that's totally fine that's that's kind of that's kind of the stance i'm on with it it's not bad. I, I I told you a few weeks ago that I feel like the first Conjuring movie is probably the scary one of, if not the scariest movie I've ever seen. I don't know. All these movies can just but, yeah. And I've seen a lot of scary movies. I I thought the second one was definitely scarier, more scary. Yeah, again, it's all it's always something about kids being possessed. Well, decide for yourself. Go check out the movie and then listen to our podcast because we's about to spoil all of it. Or you can make a, a podcast sandwich. Yeah, listen to our podcast, watch the movie, then listen to it again. There you go. And then see if we if we miss something. Right, let we, us know. Send right. us a comment, let us know your thoughts on it, because I feel like this one's pretty polarizing. There were times I had to look away from the, the TV. Uh, it's like, nope. I mean, it, uh, there were some effective scares in it. It just, I don't know. I probably should have gone into this one more open-minded. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's a movie. Right. You know, and it had some effective scares in it, so I probably shouldn't go any further than that. But... We'll go ahead and jump in. So we start off in 1976. We get another, uh, I don't even know what you would call this, opening that's kind of apart from... An in-movie prequel. Oh, right. right. Yeah. It's kind of a, just a... Previously on The Conjuring. Right. Well, and they... they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, they just kind of do this to set us up. It's a kind of a quick five-minute idea of what you're getting yourself into i wonder if they do this for people in the theaters that maybe don't know uh, what's about to happen okay that makes and sense. it's like oh yeah no nope i don't think a lot right. of people are going to the the movie theater thinking you know mother i've heard good things about these conjuring movies let's go and uh let's go and check this one out i know it's conjuring 2 i'm sure we won't have to know anything about the first conjuring movie I guess because te- I guess so they are, they're not technically connected. But it's only the Ed and Lorraine that. This right. is further down the time. All right, that right. that makes that makes sense. Right. So we start off in 1976, and we actually get uh, like a snippet of their investigation of the Amityville murders at the Amityville house. Which, for those that aren't um, familiar with that, I mean, good grief! 
Yeah. Good. You've been under a rock. Yeah. Just the 1974 Ronald DeFeo yeah, uh, murdered his entire family with a shotgun and claimed that a demon made him do it. Yeah, a demon was yeah directing him Possessing to do this. Him. So we've got um, a seance going on at the house. We've got Ed and Lorraine Warren. Lorraine. Anytime there's a seance at the beginning of has the, movie, the yeah. What is it? She has a vi- she has a vision. Yeah. What do you, what do you call that? Premonition. Abstract. Uh, almost like an out of body. Experience. Yeah, oh. there's a name for it. Astral, Astral projecting. There it is. Right. Yep. Herself um, through the house, and she is actually following the path of Ronald DeFeo During when he was rampage. going As he's room to room, murdering. Yeah, killing everyone with a shotgun. Which was kind of interesting how you they get did a it gun. a couple times. <laughs> you yeah. get a gun. <laughs> yeah, she walks in front of a mirror, and you know, the reflection is of Ronald DeFeo. If you haven't seen the Amityville Horror, um, you should check that out. That'll give you a, a lot more context of what's going on here. But Stay tuned for that one. I'm not looking forward right. to that she one. She ends up in a, uh, the basement of the house, and she sees a vision of a, a nun in a mirror. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too much into this, because this really is a standalone apart from the movie. But Not a good one? The I mean, the other than introducing us to the nun, similar to how the first Conjuring movie used this opening segment to introduce us to Annabelle. Oh, yeah. That, right. that. And the nun, who plays a pretty big, well, a very large role in this movie, ends up getting her own film. Oh, yes. I don't know if it I'm... It actually gonna... gave it a really original name, too. Oh, yeah. What was yeah. It? The it was nun. really creative. Yeah. Oh, very yes. creative. Yeah, I forgot about that. And it actually stars Vera Farmiga's younger sister. Like, is the, the girl, the main character in it, or just one in of the, the nun? Yeah, the main, the protagonist. Isn't that girl from uh, that American Horror Story? Um, I don't know. Is Tessa Farmiga in American Horror Story? I know Emma Roberts is, which is Julia Roberts' okay, niece, yeah, I think. I, do hmm. I don't want to see I don't know much about that show. She has a vision of Ed being killed, which kind of plays into a lot of the rest of the movie. So we jump uh, ahead a year. Yes. The Hodgson family were introduced to England. Janet Hodgson was the one you were trying to think of earlier. Janet. Ah, okay. Yeah. She's so grown up pretty the... cute, too. That ugly little girl? Yep. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad that something good happened for her. Oh, good. That's I thought she looked her. like... Uh, whoa. That's her? Yep. You're a liar. Nope. She got her teeth fixed. Good for... That mu- That made $320 million. She yeah. better done something with that money. That milk done her body good. That's pretty good dental work for Gosh. $100 million. It's true. I'm guessing she got, what, probably a million? There's no way they paid that little girl a million dollars. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Do they have to give these people counseling after these movies? Uh, like that that they... I'm sure I'm sure they offer it. Gosh. Shelley Duvall needed it after The Shining. Yeah, oh, she wasn't uh, the same. Didn't help. No. Oh, my gosh. Her. She's... A poor woman. No, we're not going to do this again, Greg. <laughs> She say Robin Hood was warning her about. Oh, yes, the, the the sheriff from Nottingham. You're so horrible, John. <laughs> she said the sheriff from Nottingham was trying to arrest her, or something. I don't know. At least it wasn't the sheriff of Rottingham. Oh gosh, <laughs> that dude was a perv. Would that really be better? No, no, that's worse. All right, well they should have gave her more uh, counseling, right? Or medication. It didn't take. It didn't take. So we've got Janet, Margaret, Johnny, and Billy. Hodgson children. He has a speech impediment. He has a stutter. Oh. 
Would you call it a stutter? Stu- 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 Today, Junior. <laughs> I, I, oh, wow. Oh. I, just, I just stuttered right there. Making fun of a little kid because he can't read. What is wrong with you? Do you not have a soul? That's awesome. <laughs> I couldn't read. I was made fun of all the time. I was ridiculed. And you didn't stutter at all. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about they, when I was watching that? You told me I was stupid and I couldn't read, read good. He <laughs> took a shoestring. Yes. They were literally calling me to read just to hear me mess up. <laughs> Boy, that was embarrassing. I got a good brain. <laughs> simple Jack. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> it's a simple Jack. That's what he said. Yes. Um, their mother, Peggy. She's a single mother raising four kids. She stood to benefit off this. So that's <laughs> why, on some level, I could say that they were correct and a lot of it was fake. Deadbeat husband, deadbeat father. Yeah, he decided to go around the corner and screw some girl. Did or we find not, out what not, she not did girl, for a living? Like another woman. Or is she just on, on welfare? Did we know? Yeah, they just, uh, well, I don't know, but they, they appear do. to be living in some kind of tenement housing. Yeah. and uh, Well beyond their means. Right. <laughs> no, they're poor. They're dirt poor. <laughs> Janet made a Ouija board at school. Always a good idea. Bad idea. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bad idea. That's, that's what I meant. Don't you <laughs> yeah. know you're in a horror movie? <laughs> So her and her sister play with it that night. Nothing comes of it. I, I don't um, even know why you brought that home. This is the first time we get some strange occurrences. So Janet wakes up downstairs next to the leather armchair in the corner of the living room. That thing looks like it smells wonderful. Oh, yeah. Some dude died in it. Okay. So it has to smell. So we get a lot of stuff. There's like pounding at the doors. That that Those are effective for me. I think yeah. the older sister's still up in the room. And it sounds like someone's turning the knob trying to get the door open and then really loudly starts banging on the door. So the older sister wakes up, realizes her younger sister Janet's not in bed. She gets up and opens the door. There's no one there. And then her sister Janet comes walking around the corner. She says, quit pounding on the door so loud. And Janet says, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. (laughs) No, you couldn't. No, you can't. I know. <laughs> the Warrens are kind of at a point in their careers where it does explain at the beginning that the Amityville case really put them on the map, right? They put them in the public eye. So they've done right. a lot of appearances on like TV shows and things. But Ed is frustrated because he said it seems like all of the publicity they're getting, there's more and more critics coming out trying to disprove them. Right. Defraud them. Defraud. I thought he was going to go toe to toe with that guy during the interview. I seriously thought Patrick Wilson was going to stand up and like punch him in the mouth. Defraud. I got oh, your I hood. Yeah. I, got I got your hood. hood. I got your hood. <laughs> Young Billy, who has a stutter, uses a I don't know what you call these things. A music box. Yeah, it's like a music one of those that spins inside to make the picture look like it's moving. Right. It's like it's like three or four From pictures like repeated. The early twentieth century. Right. That's how you know they're poor. Right. <laughs> They're playing with toys that kids on the Titanic had. Yes. You don't have moving pictures. You have to move the pictures yourself. Right. You mean you have to use your hands? Yes. It's like a baby's game. I live in a trash can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a grouch. There's a lot of stuff happening. This may be a little out of order. Let's just talk a little bit about some of the occurrences that are happening in the house. Okay. In and around this time, we don't necessarily have to go in order, but I know... The older sister wakes up and her sister is talking to someone that's supposedly in the room. Um, oh, yeah. But it sounds like she's also using her voice to communicate. 
Yeah, like her voice is also the voice of whoever she's talking to. They keep saying, get out of my house. Bill Wilkins. Yeah. This is my house. No, no, it's not. Go away. Who are you? What are you doing here? Playing a game with Billy. Leave Billy alone. So she's like a conduit, right? Right, I guess. See, there's just too much to conduit. explain. There is. It, it, I, I feel like of all the two-part movies that there have been, this one really could have been a two-parter. Yeah, I guess. And yeah. it just, it, it's too much of like, okay, wait, what's going on here? Like, I'm better off with it. Simple. Oh, yep, that scared me. Instead of, oh, the Amityville house. And now there's a nun that's going to come into play later. Right. And it's, they're trying to cram too much into this story. Is, is kind of how I feel. And that's Especially, why I stressed earlier that it's the longest haunting ever documented. And they're trying to cram it into what, right. like two Like hours. they didn't right. need all this extra stuff. So, and then on top of that, they added, you know, this like side story with with Ed and Lorraine. Right. And so, yeah, the little boy who uh, Billy who has a stutter, he uses this music box, and it's kind of a a song about a, a crooked man. Let's, let's question this man. <laughs> what is, what is he right from the get-go, John Tell's like, nope, don't like that toy. Why is he crooked? Right. So what did he do to be crooked? What are, you, a are we talking physically crooked, or is he, like, uh, is he crooked like, like spina bifida? Like, like scoliosis? <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, the actor that played the crooked man, the same actor that played Mama. That's a dude? Yeah, it was, it's an actual dude. Oh. I thought it was CGI too, but he's like six foot seven and he's 110 pounds. Oh. It's pretty bad when they're using cool. practical effects, but it very much looks like they're using CGI. Yeah. Normally when they hmm. use CGI, you know, they want it to look like it's practical, right. but it's not. Why is he so skinny? Just I feel like if you're if you're if you're going practical, it is a swing and a miss if you somehow made it look like CGI. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what I mean? Why are we so fat, John Tell? Well, his proportions are just don't make a whole lot of sense. Six, seven hundred, ten pounds? Does that sound healthy? No, it sounds like you have a bone deficiency. Bone deficiency? <laughs> like, like you don't have bones? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure his bones are fine. Okay. But you, there's a deficiency occurring in the body on some level. <laughs> it's called uh, fat. Yeah, the girls but at one point, none of it. Their, their beds start violently oh, that, shaking. That was creepy. During that incident, the mom finds the Ouija board under under the bed. Yep. They so she thinks the girls are, are making this up. Oh, I would have spanked them. Yep. With the Ouija board. Yes. Guys, don't mess with that stuff. Don't invite somebody. Like, I know we do a horror movie podcast and we talk about this stuff all the time. Like, I'm not messing with any of that kind of stuff. No, I've literally left parties when they've broken them out. I'll say, huh, guess it's time to go. Dodge that like the Matrix. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A party of the occult. You shouldn't have been there to begin with. I didn't know. I went there because this girl invited me. I was in fifth grade and then I went on to a barn and they're all in a circle. She didn't even give me the necklace back. Fifth grade. I had dad come get me. I thought you were going to talk about the crystal girl. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I'm surprised that chick didn't use Ouija boards, actually. That chick was a psycho. Yep, that's just inviting problems to happen. Ouija boards. The boy has a tent. Don't ever have a tent no. like this in the middle of your house. No, the only... The, the only Six cents. This yeah, movie. I was thinking. The only tents that are allowed are the ones that you tuck a blanket in 
on the bottom bunk. On oh, the top bunk. I onto the bottom bunk. Say something about in your pants. No. <laughs> what? Pitching a tent. Yeah. The only tents that are allowed. I was like, oh, <laughs> where are we going? Where, where's this going, Craig? <laughs> so Janet continues sleepwalking, and that's she always seems to end up down around this armchair down in the living room. Billy wakes up in the middle of the night. After eating all the biscuits that his mom told him not to. Right. Biscuits are cookies in England. Yes, yeah, I did are. not know that. Look pretty good, too. Uh, kind of like a ginger snap. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, or a snickerdoodle. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They look good. So if you hear someone talking about biscuits in England, they're talking about cookies. She said, now, don't, eat, you know. don't eat all those biscuits tonight, and then you'll wake up thirsty. He's like, okay, I promise. Why leave them there? He's right. got Why like you 12 cookies on the plate. Right. It's like, why are you leaving 12? Yeah, so what happens? He 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 comes upstairs and he stubs his, it's the middle of the night. He stubs his toe on his toy fire truck, so he rolls it back into the opening of the tent that he has set up at the end of the hallway. This was pretty good camera work here. It was. He goes into his room and he keeps looking back out into the hallway as the camera follows behind, so it's almost like a POV shot. Climbs back into bed and the fire truck comes rolling back into his bedroom down the hall. So he gets up. Takes it back and rolls it back into the tent. <laughs> that part got me probably as much as anything in this movie. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, that got a jump out of me. I'm surprised that, uh, why was he in, in his own room? I was thinking about that. I think his his the two boys sleep yeah. in the same room. Okay. Didn't show the other brother. Yeah. Okay, I was like thinking like, well, that's just selfish on some level. Janet again ends up back down. So he goes and gets his mom. His mom goes downstairs because she hears a noise, and it's Janet down on the chair where she continues She's rocking. to yeah wake up from sleepwalking in this chair or next to this chair. gave me a heart attack. What are you doing down here? I think I've been sleepwalking again. So she has a fever, so the mom keeps her home from school the next day. She's home alone watching TV. TV starts changing stations on its own. She picks up the most 1970s remote control I've ever seen in my life. The ones that actually have a physical click when you push the buttons? Oh, yeah. I thought that controller looked really weird. The buttons weren't even rubber. Yeah. Yeah. All plastic. All metal. All metal and plastic. And it is about the size of a Kleenex box. <laughs> yeah. Which, so the remote, she, would have she has the remote sitting next to her on the couch. The stations flip again, and she looks down to get the remote, and the remote's gone. So she's looking around for the remote. It's like, did it fall down? Yeah. It ends up on the chair back behind her in the corner of the room. Which she doesn't the see until her chair. mom calls. Right. And right. So huge. she eventually, she grabs the remote again, changes the channel, and then uh, it's it's storming outside. Apparently, England always has right. heavy rainstorms. Right. It's like Seattle. Right. Only worse food. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if they have a big heroin epidemic going on there. Probably not. <laughs> Take some of their biscuits, though. Oh, gosh. So all this, I- was, this was probably the next biggest jump scare. She goes over to check the reception on the, you know, the old antenna like you used to do. Rabbit ears. Stand and hold the rabbit ears in a certain spot to get reception on the TV. Yep. That would, that would suck during a football game. It did. <laughs> Greg said it did. So, uh, 
She then turns and looks, and uh, the, the, the remote control is hovering by itself above the, the chair. And an old man appears behind her and yells at her and then disappears. My house! Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I probably would have swung on him just out of, like, <laughs> fear and, just I guess, fight or flight response. Yeah. He would have got a swift elbow to the Adam's apple. I would have ghostbustered his ace. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine, we, we keep cutting back and forth to like Ed and Lorraine in the United this States. This is too much in this movie. I was with John Tell. I kept forgetting that they were even in this movie right. until oh, yeah, they yeah. finally get involved. Ed is up early one morning. Lorraine finds him painting a picture, and when she looks at it, it is he said he had a dream about it, and he couldn't get it out of his head, so he decided to paint it. That's not a dream. No, right. He, it's that, that, a, that's a nightmare. It is a picture of the nun. That Lorraine saw in her vision. Does she tell him at that point, or is she just? No, quiet? she just gets really worried and tells Ed that she thinks they should take some time off. Which this made me mad because she is insisting that they stop working cases probably because don't. she's worried. Right. Whereas in the first movie, Ed was trying to get Lorraine to stop, and she was having none of it. So pick a lane. Yeah, because in this one, Patrick Wilson was at one point during the movie. She's trying to not let him go by himself, and he's like, this is something I have to do by myself. Yeah. I'm cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Kidding. <laughs> Janet decides to tie a rope around her wrist at night and the other end of the bed so that she'll stop sleepwalking, or at least she can't go anywhere if she's sleepwalking. At least it would wake her up when she tries to. It's actually a pretty good idea. Right. So she actually wakes up to herself catching at the end of her rope as she started to sleepwalk and um, proceeds to untie it. Yeah, she takes it off and then... Where was I going? Yeah, what happens here? She goes downstairs and the chair is rocking by itself. Always a good sign to yeah, get Yeah, this out. was creepy. You don't see it, but she runs back up the stairs and it's almost like something's chasing her. I didn't realize that. Yep. Yeah, you definitely got the sense of that. And she, um, it's kind of like that feeling when you go in your bedroom and you turn the light off and you don't want to touch the floor before you get in bed. Kind of like that feeling. Oh, you don't want to take a step. You don't want to touch the floor because you're already on the floor. Yeah, you just get a running start and launch yourself. Right. From the oh, floor. yeah. You don't want to touch the floor. I see. Right, because something will grab you from under the bed. Oh, I'm, right. yes. I'm like, I'm nose diving. <laughs> I would skydive into the bed if that's the case. <laughs> I know that the the girls go and get their mom. That's what it is. This is when the mom finds the Ouija board and she gets upset with them because this is when their beds start shaking. Right. They go get their mom. She comes in. She's mad at them because she finds the Ouija board and thinks that they're just scaring themselves. And as she says this, the dresser, like, on its own, slides across the room and slams into the door. Yep. That is immediately when I'm taking the kids and we're not coming yeah. back. And they do. They, they yeah. run across the street to the neighbor's house. The husband of the neighbor goes over and checks out the house. They call the police. The police come and check everything out. They say, yeah, we couldn't find anything. And as they're standing there talking, a, a chair, like, slides all the way down the hallway and into the kitchen. It's coming from inside the wall. Then what? Mice, maybe? Big bloody mouse. Nope. Yep. Back where it started. It reminded me oh, of uh, when they ran across the road. It reminded me of the episode of uh, SpongeBob where he's being haunted. And he runs over to Squidward's house and he's beating on the door. And he's like, Squidward! 
Squidward. He opens the door and just starts beating Squidward's face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's what I was thinking of. The police so. say there's nothing they can do. Well, there's uh, nothing we can do about that. And so the mom gets mad at them. I'm, what are they supposed to right. do? Right. I have a... I'm, I'm not a Ghostbuster. You am going to shoot the ghost with my gun? Yeah. Ghost gun. You said yourself this is not, you know... It's not like there's a person. Like, we checked. There's not an actual person. And yes, we saw something paranormal happening, but we're out of our depth here. Right. It's not like... Ray and Egon figured it out. I'm sure we could figure yeah, out a ghost. they were scientists. These yeah. are just public servants. Bent a cop. <laughs> they probably don't even have real badge numbers. Those aren't real guns. <laughs> it's wood. It's a rape whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the come back and kick me whistle? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Lorraine has a, let's call it an incident with a nun. She sees a vision of the nun. Man, this was, this was messed up. Oh, the shadow person? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, why it was allowed to keep that nun painting, I have no idea, but it's now hanging in the wall. It hanging is. on the wall in their house. It's framed, right? isn't it? It's like, yeah. Like, she sees it, um, <laughs> yeah, she sees it on the wall, hanging on the wall after she saw a vision of the nun. I don't even know how to describe this. Like, we see a shadow on the wall. She follows it around the wall till it gets to the painting and ends up behind the painting. And then hands come out from either side of the painting and grab onto oh, it. yes. And then the nun itself comes running out with the painting. From the wall. Right. Right. Yeah. Out of the wall. It's terrifying. So Lorraine uh, has another it. vision of Ed dying by being impaled through the chest. I don't know. Giant wooden stake. My wife yeah. to tell me if she if she's having those. She yeah. she can just keep those thoughts. <laughs> yep, I'm good. Like, hey, I had a dream last night where you were impaled. Yeah. Great. <laughs> have you not <laughs> seen? How's your burger? <laughs> have you I thought we were watching cartoons? <laughs> have you not seen Final Destination? Oh yeah. I don't know if I've seen that. I, if you save somebody from dying. They're just going to die worse later. Right. Oh, so I guess she was giving him a an out? Yes. I wonder what she has seen that she hasn't told him. So she asks, yeah, it shows her, like, frantically scribbling in her Bible, which comes back to play later. The news meets with the Hodgson family. They're starting to gain some publicity from the things that are happening. Um, there's a couple of paranormal investigators that, come to try to help the family. Maurice Gross, is that his name? Yep, he's one of them. Crazy old Maurice. And then there's a, a lady Maurice. who's more of a skeptic. I felt like she was only there just to prove that it was all fake. Right. So they end up doing an interview with the girls, and Janet channels the spirit of the old man, who says his name is Bill Wilkins, and he's 72 years old. Bill Wilkins. And it definitely is not her voice. Oh, yeah. My name is Bill Wilkins, and I'm 72 years old. Where do you come from? I come from the grave. How did he do that, though, in the filming? Did she have to dub it over? Okay. So she's saying. They can alter audio and make it sound like whatever they want. Okay. Because I was going to say, if that little girl was really like that, that's, that's frightening. Good for her. I have software that can make you sound like Bill Wilkins, John Till. Really? Yes, I do. So the recording of this interview with Janet gets sent to the church, who show it to Ed and Lorraine, who say, if there is something going on here, we really need you guys to look into this. Lorraine doesn't want to, but Ed says that they should. So they 
they end up going just saying we're just going to go observe. We then get the uh, the famous crooked man scene from the movie. Yes. Uh, stuttering Billy goes downstairs. <laughs> what you say it like that? <laughs> stuttering Billy. <laughs> what a loser. Think, thinking the dog needs to be let out. And it looks like the dog is sitting by the door, and when he gets closer to it, it stands up, and it's the crooked man. Yeah. Where was the dog? He wasn't there. I don't know. He was impersonating the, the dog. After that. That's, that's the mystery. Right. That's what the movie was really about. My dog is dead. <laughs> <laughs> so the crooked man chases him back into the room where the family's sleeping, um, and then we see the shadow on the wall as it's coming into the room, and it ends up just being Janet again. Talented little girl. I guess. So Ed and Lorraine are sent to London. They investigate the home. Um, they've locked off the girls. Be- they aren't even staying there. The family's staying at the neighbor's house next door. But the mother shows the paranormal investigators and Ed and Lorraine their house. As they're looking around, They uh, she's locked off. She's chained off the girl's bedroom because of all the stuff that's happened in there. They unlock it and go inside to look, and they've hung crosses all over the wall. Where they, they got all those? Yeah. I so, don't know. Oh. Yeah, the mom says only her and Janet are still staying in the house. But, Why? Great. I don't understand that. She mentioned something about the neighborhood people were donating crosses. To donating crucifixes? Yeah. Which, okay. Wait, how, is that a thing? I'm going to donate know. this to you, but I might need it back. Right. Here's a cross. Good luck. <laughs> what if it comes into my house? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't want want a bill in my house. Takes it back from them. (laughs) You know what? I'm. I don't want another bill in my house. I barely like the one I have. So Ed, (laughs) Ed ends up proving, um, or seeming to prove that Janet is truly possessed by something because they interview her and have her hold water in her mouth to prove that she's not using some sort of ventriloquism to make these voices. What would they, they have done if she drowned? She held her nose, John Tell. Oh, yeah, I guess that is a thing. So they end up having to face away because Janet says, well, he won't talk to you if you're all looking at me. How convenient. Right. What were you saying, John Tell, is like the the mystery men guy? Oh, yeah, the invisible boy that can only be (laughs) invisible. Kel Kel Thompson? Yeah. No, Kel. Keenan. Keenan Thompson. No, Kel Mitchell. One of the Keenans or Kels. Yeah. Kel Mitchell. The skinny one. That's right. I can only turn invisible if nobody's looking at me. And if I'm not looking at myself, then how do you know you're invisible? Because when I'm invisible, I can feel it. <laughs> feel that's awesome. it. What does it feel like to go invisible? Yeah, that's what I would... It, yeah. like, is it cold? Is it tingly? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, is it like icy hot? So Janet ends up, as they're all facing away, this was a pretty cool shot. You can see her in the dark in the background start talking as bill wilkins you can't really see her it's very blurry because she's in a dark corner and then as the conversation's happening between her or bill wilkins and ed you you almost slowly start to see the shape change into what looks like an old man sitting in the chair like you said she's she's out of focus right so the transition is kind of the shape they did it so Lorraine tells Ed, though, afterwards, she said, the weird thing is, she goes, I, I, I want to believe them, and I think there's some weird things happening here, but she says, I'm not sensing anything. And Lorraine, obviously, her ability is that she can sense the things that are going on, and she says, I'm just not sensing anything. Well, maybe, um, maybe. That is weird, because I forgot about it. She was the reason that, in the last one, all the, she was getting all the premonitions. Right. Yeah. And she's even had them in this movie, but not particularly about this family. Right. 
So Ed and Lorraine, there's a scene where they're meeting with um, Maurice and Anita, two other paranormal investigators that are helping out with the case. And they're kind of discussing what they're seeing so far, trying to kind of put their heads together. Anita is kind of the group skeptic. She's saying, okay, everything that's happened has mostly been what we've heard from the family. You know, the girl couldn't use the voice unless we were facing away from her. That's kind of convenient, right? She could have spit the water out, used the voice, and then put water back in her mouth before we turned around. True. How I think you would have heard that. Do that. Right. Well, what if they're like, what do you, I, I never know what she does back there. <laughs> <laughs> what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> then they, I don't know, decide to give the kids a Merry Christmas while their daughter's at home alone. Right. And Lorraine. They barge in with a Christmas tree like right. like Jim Varney and Ernest. Yeah. She probably resents her parents, that, that, that child. Oh, I'm sure. She has to. You have time to fix other people's sink and read to other kids. Yeah. Right. So this is showing their human side and how great and wonderful of people they are because they help these families not just with their paranormal needs, but with their life hacks yeah. while their daughter's home alone. I think she's supposed to be with her grandmother. Well, well that did a lot of good when Bathsheba was right throwing chairs at her. Say yeah, who's raising this girl? Um, their basement is completely flooded. Yeah, like the basement of this building is is like waist deep water. That should be fixed. Yes. Oh yeah. Is there not a landlord somewhere? There's, there's got to be some kind of code. Yeah. Yeah. Fire hazard. I don't even think there'd be people living in this building if there's that much water in the basement. No, it and was it's like, winter. Yeah, it's Christmas time. Yeah. So you know that water's cold. I'm surprised it's not frozen over. So Ed's trying to fix the basement. Another incident happens down here where Peggy, the, mom the, the mother, gets attacked. Peggy Hill? Yeah. She, no, no. She doesn't get attacked, does she? Well, she sees something. Something rises up out of the water yes, behind Ed right. as he's right. trying to fix a pipe and slowly moving toward him. That was yep. cool. I like how she took her time to let him know, right. I see something right. when I... Right. Hey, hey. She says, Ed, there's something behind you. So he turns around and there, he can't see anything. But it appears under the water next to Peggy and, like, pulls her under. Okay, yeah, that is so what Ed happened. comes and helps her, and she's now got a bite mark on her arm. Similar to the one, yeah, Janet got bit earlier, and she has a bite mark. So, old so, man Bill's a biter. The, sp- the what, spear what? can leave physical manifestations. Yeah, I can see. And then he finds a retainer or a denture. <laughs> Dentures. A denture with one tooth. And then matches like, it up why? to the bite mark. That was pretty gross. Yeah. Why are you still holding that? And why is it only for one tooth? Yeah, you I think you so. can't, like, chew with just one tooth out? Yeah, Janet oh. then sees something in the kitchen. Sounds like something sharpening a knife. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, something's being sharpened. Oh, is that from the little boy? Right, so the uh, one of the boys decides to go in and check it out. Janet comes brave. in. Yeah, she ends up being in there. And we just hear screaming and commotion going on. So all the adults come running in. They finally get into the kitchen, and the entire kitchen is, is just trashed. And the boy's hiding in a cupboard, and he's terrified. They end up finding Janet in, uh, I don't know, some cabinet where, like, she's all contorted. Yeah, that was. She looked like she was yeah. the people that assimilated with the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Remember yeah. that? Like par- the oh. Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. yeah, that's instantly what I thought. I was when just, I saw that, I was like, whoa. I was like, how did you get your arm inside of those two bars? Ugh. But then he was able to like easily take her out and like pop her back and unfold her and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anita comes in um, after this and says, she's faking it. I have proof. She had set up a camera just outside the kitchen window 
from outside and you can clearly see on the window or through the through the camera you can they're watching the footage of it and Janet herself is trashing the kitchen. She's throwing dishes so everything that's been done in the kitchen that looked paranormal or like a poltergeist uh Janet very clearly did all of it. So that's it that basically seals it seals the deal that they, and and Ed makes a good point. He says the the Catholic Church is very, very picky about what they decide to perform an exorcism. Like, if they're going to perform an exorcism, they need solid proof, and they're very, very, because of all the skeptics out there, it looks really bad on the Catholic Church when there's some kind of hoax. What else looks bad for the Catholic Church? Right, and so the mom is upset (laughs) because they're... (laughs) That's what they're worried about. (laughs) That's the least of your worries. You guys need to do some damage control. (laughs) So Ed says we have to live. There's nothing else we can do. There's clearly footage of her. As soon as the church sees this, it's it's over. There, there's like, no way they're going to do anything. I want to be very clear. We're just here on vacation. <laughs> so a free vacation to get away from our daughter. Paid for. Wait. Paid for by the church. Wait. Yes. Something's it's amazing. Something's uh. Some dots are starting to connect here. We travel all over the world. You have no idea. So, first class. The Ed and Lorraine are leaving on the bus, and so, I don't know how, Ed, Ed drops the film reels, and they both cross over each other, the audio that they recorded from Janet. Right. During her, I'll call it channeling, of Bill Wilkins, um, there's a couple times during both of the times that they talk to her where she's just spouting nonsense. nonsense. Right. It doesn't, it's just, it's just kind of random words that are just kind of seemingly nonsensical we thought he was referring to himself right yes listen to the second one they won't me won't me he decides to play both of the reels simultaneously, and what he realizes is when you put them together, it is actually forming a sentence, and it says, it's Bill Wilkins saying, help me, it won't let me go. Help me, it won't let me go. Help me, it won't let me go. So, so the spirit is possessed? Right. Right. So that, 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 see, again, that this, we're just... There's too much here. There's too much going. I get it. I, you know, but it, so what they realize is this Bill Wilkins did live in this home. He did die in this home in the chair. Died the way they, that Janet said he did. Right. So as they're figuring this out, we go back to the kids at the house and they, they ask Janet, why did you, why did you do that? Why did you fake that? And she says, it told me it would kill all of you if I didn't make all of them leave. Yikes. So the idea being, she had to stage it as a hoax at that point because the spirit was telling her, if you don't get all of these paranormal investigators out of here, I'm going to kill your family. Wow. Then Lorraine gets her vision. Right. She finally gets her vision of Bill Wilkins, who did live in the house, and she realizes he is actually being controlled by a Wait. non-human entity. Or a demon, which is this nun. Okay, that's what I thought. Bill Wilkins gives her a riddle, 
and says, I'm with you when you're born. I am both given and taken, and I am there until you die. I'm with you until you die. And she's wondering why is it speaking in a riddle, and she says there must be something to this riddle that he didn't want the demon to figure out what he was trying to tell me. So they realize the answer to the riddle, there when you're born, I'm there till you die, I'm both given and taken. It's a, what is a, a name? A newspaper. <laughs> Not, nope. All right, I was wrong. Frog in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you're so close. <laughs> it's a name. I knew it started with an S. So here we go with just Same another pulled out of nowhere idea is that if you can say the entity's name, it gives you control over it. Gives you dominion over it. Yeah, you know, like Rumpelstiltskin oh. is apparently where we got this idea. Yeah. So okay, well, that, that wasn't introduced until the last ten minutes of the movie. Greg, is that what you call an ex machina? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Where all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's how we solve it. Right. Okay. This this is impossible. Oh wait, here's this MacGuffin that solves everything. <laughs> oh right. Oh, that's handy. It was the idea that in these old like old time operas. They, they, there was an uh, you know an unbeatable foe, and the heavens suddenly opened up, and God came down and delivered to them the only weapon that would destroy the evil, and that solved the problem. And it's just kind of like right, like the sword of a thousand truths. There you go. Yes, or the the defiler. You can't trust the sword of a thousand truths to a noob. <laughs> you don't have a choice. How do you kill that oh, which has yeah. no life? Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, we've derailed. Where are we at? <laughs> Something about... M- some- McGon- or so about the McGon- time they're figuring this out, she says, so So this is how Ed and Lorraine realize, oh, okay, this is real. We have to get back because now it's after Janet. Um, we kind of cut back and forth between them and the family. The mom is cleaning up the mess in the kitchen. And after everybody's left, yeah. she's got to be kind of in a bad place right now. Oh, yeah. She uh, hears screaming coming from the other room. She goes in, and her older daughter is levitating off the floor, and Janet is laughing maniacally. Okay, see, that's that's what I'm going to call it quits. You guys are going to have to go to wherever little orphan Annie was. You guys are going there. The orphanage? <laughs> Ed, oh, yes. Ed and Lorraine get <laughs> Thanks, back Frank. to the house. Everybody <laughs> is outside. The mom's trying to get back inside the house because Janet's still in there. They can't get inside the house. Ed finally is able to get in through the cellar, the basement door. But before Lorraine can catch up to him, the door slams shut. They can't get out. So so Lorraine is just desperately trying to get Ed not to chase this because she's continuing, continually had visions of his death throughout the movie. And so she's afraid if she's not with him to help him, that's what's going to happen. Right. And at the same time, that next door neighbor, the, the husband of the next door neighbor, he's like trying to chop the door open. And I'm like thinking... If you're going to be breaking a door, why don't you just go break a window? Because couches fly through it. Oh. Oh. This is true. That couch is does true. fly through it. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to run out of furniture, though. <laughs> true. It's just the same couch. <laughs> are there, is there more furniture or are there more windows? Oh, One's here comes the get. fridge. <laughs> yeah. So, Ed gets into the house through the floor. He couldn't break down a door. One, any of several doors he couldn't break down. But right. he can break his way up through a floor into the main level of the I, house? I guess so. Okay. He ends I, up a uh, paranormal poltergeist activity, busts open the water heater, and it sprays half his face. Oh, yeah, that would have vaporized his, his eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. You'd, have, you'd have had skull showing. 
Yeah. Definitely like a third degree. It certainly it certainly debilitated him somewhat. The layer um, just looks like he's got like he's got pepper sprayed. Yep. He ends up getting up to um, the upstairs bedroom, and about this time they're still trying to get in. Lorraine sees lightning hits a tree, and Lorraine sees that half the tree falls down, and just below the top floor bedroom window, what's left of the tree looks exactly like the wooden spike that she's seen Ed be impaled by in these visions that she has. So she obviously is a spiked wooden prophylactic. Right, realizes what she's looking at. She's trying to figure out, um, she knows she needs the name of the demon, but she doesn't know the name. And then she realizes when she had the vision of the nun at her house, she was scribbling in her Bible. So she runs and gets her Bible. She flips through the pages where she was to where she was scribbling, and she realizes that on Chad. each page she put a letter and it spells out the name of the DC. I wish it was Chad. Chad. Just, just some random name like Clark. Travis. Right. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> the demon's totally name did. is Fletcher. Fletcher. Fletcher, <laughs> Fletcher uh, meet you, Ben. Oh. <laughs> um, this, um. Not much here. Ed runs over. upstairs and. Yeah. <laughs> What? Is that what that movie is? Yes. Yes. Ben Dover. Oh, pleasure to meet you, Ben. Ed runs upstairs um, and gets to Janet just before she throws herself out the window. Possessed Janet throws herself out the window. He catches her. Lorraine arrives and sees the demon standing right next to the window. So she calls out its name. Its name is Valak. Yes. She says, you are Valak the Defiler. Yes. Which would be an awesome best wow. name for a that sword. Would be a a, a uh, good band name. We're talking Defiler. about. <laughs> we're talking about weapons sent from God. Oh, okay. The Defiler would be you guys start awesome calling me that. The Defiler, <laughs> the Defiler. Defiler. Yes. You have to defile something. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. I don't know if I want that. I don't know if you want that. So it's just one after the other of these classic. Just before you fall, I grab you and save you. This dis- saying the demon's name destroys the demon. Ed saves Janet. Lorraine saves Ed. Ipso facto, Lorraine saved <laughs> Janet. Right. I'm your boss. Now, what if her vision was showing him die, but she was the one that if if she's there, he he dies. Oh right, she, she, so like had L- she not Lorraine the defiler. <laughs> Lorraine had she not came up the stairs and like saved him, he would right. actually live. Yeah. Yes, that's all. So that's. So that's it. The end. Yes. Yep. This movie was very wet to me. I don't like, understand God, what you mean disgusting. when you say that. You know that weird... There was a lot of raining, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yes. But my, were, were you wet my, while watching my this? My palms were sweaty. That's all I'm trying to convey. Okay. I have sweaty palms. Did you have vomit from your mom's spaghetti on your shirt? <laughs> Shut up, Greg. Rabbit. <laughs> Uh, but I thought they, I thought they did a pretty good job. I felt like this one was more, more scary than the previous one. Cinema grades. I'm going C minus. Yeah, I have a hard time getting out of the C territory. It, it, it really, it, it kills me because I really like these movies and I love James Wan. I, I think he is a brilliant director. I'm gonna give this one uh, three buckets of three five gallon buckets of holy water. Oh. Why five gallon buckets? Because there needs to be a lot of those kids got screwed. They're gonna need counseling and 
you you don't come back from that. And you so, get you counseling know, it, with Holy Water? Craig, it's for the kids. Okay, gotcha. It's, only, it's for the kids. That's it's all, the end of the day. It's about the kids. That's right. It's a charity. It's a ch- <laughs> the five-bucket charity. Yes. Yeah. Five-gallon bucket charity. I'm trying to get rid of all the defilers that we can. <laughs> so is that it? I think that, that covers it, guys. I think so. It was, it was good. Yeah. Let us know what you thought. Tune in next week. Another happy Halloween episode as we inch closer and closer to All Hallows' Eve. Ooh. Um, we will be seeing the new Halloween movie when it comes out on October 15th, so stay tuned for our going immediate reaction Okay, from Halloween Kills. I'm excited about that. I am too. And is Little Miss or Mrs. Activia in it? What's her name? Activia. Activia. What is her name? Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank you. Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> She's known for more than just what? that. <laughs> I just saw like probiotic and... and, and She's known as Lori Strode. Okay. Yeah. She helps you with your stool. Hooping <laughs> yogurt. Gogurt. Gogurt. <laughs> next week, what do we have next week? We're moving into the Insidious universe. Ah, gosh. Let's stop all this. Gosh. That'll be fun. Hit us up on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Drop us an email, scaredsmithlesspodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you'd like to see us cover in the future. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. You get live updates. As soon as we drop new content, you get notifications. It takes less than a second to subscribe. And it'll make you feel good. Click. Click the button right now. Five, four, three, two, one. Click the button. Just Subscribe. Touch it. Just touch it. Just a little bit. We appreciate listens. We appreciate your tip. support. But nothing can support us more than subscribing to our podcast. So whatever your listening medium may be, hit that subscribe button. And until next time, stay tuned. Stay scared. Thanks for dropping by. See you. <laughs>